Well, folks, it is here. 23.2 has been announced, and we got two parts. 23.2A, 23.2B, 15-minute AMRAP, five burpee pull-ups, then 10 shuttle runs. And for all you mathematicians out there that assume the shuttle run is one link to the floor, you're wrong. It's 50 feet, one rep, and no partial reps. You've got to complete 50 to get a repetition for your score. That's 23.2A. Now, every time you actually finish the shuttle runs, which remain 10 each time, you get to add five more burpee pull-ups to the equation. At the conclusion of 15 minutes, you take the amount of rounds and reps and you tally them up. And in the next five-minute window, you have five minutes to establish a one-rep max thruster from the floor. Now, before I get into how to attack this thing and my considerations that I want you to make, I got to give Adrian Bosman his flowers. Hashtag Boz in his bag. He's balling right now. I mean it. I mean, Adrian Bosman seems to be, and I will say that it's probably not him as a complete solo mission, but the team that gives approval, that gives opinion, that helps him refine the test. I have no idea what to expect next week. I had no idea what to expect this week. Yes, I played it cute and had some guesses. I thought we would run in this year's Open. Here it is. Um, I didn't know that we would touch a Wonder Max or do a heavy load or see a A and B. The fact that we started week one was such an exciting and fun chipper. And now we're here at a couplet that is pretty fun. I mean, it's going to hurt, but it's pretty fun. And you'll get to touch a heavy barbell. Come on. Like the feedback from the program design in itself, I'm not really sure where there's an opportunity to have a negative or have a negative opinion if you know anything about CrossFit, if you know anything about testing capacity and doing it in a situation where people have the opportunity to express very high levels of fitness or it's still friendly to the novice or to the beginner or the person that's just curious about our sport or our methodology. Tip of the cap to you, Adrian Bosman. Well done so far. Um, folks, when it comes to strategy, this is, this is a very much a work capacity test, right? If you don't like to suffer, you can kick rocks because you're not going to do well at this test. You've got to have a bit of grit, mental fortitude, and the ability to suffer for a, what, what I'm going to standardize is a long time. This is very different than the 14 minute AMRAP last week because of the skill set that could be commenters for you last week. Toes the bar. Could have been a problem for you. Well, guess what? You got to hide behind it. And I'm not saying that you took the easy way out by going slow there, but you had to go slow there because it wasn't a good skill for you. Or you were saving it. You went singles on the power cleans. You were saving it for the ring muscle ups. Again, you got to hide behind the limiter of the capacity there, which was body weight, strength, weight, even awareness for the skill of the muscle up. This week, folks, there is no hiding. You either have fitness and you express it or you don't. Anyone can run unfortunate enough to have a limitation that that, mimics, that minimizes their ability to express themselves in a bipedal fashion, right? Running. Everybody who can do a pull-up can do a burpee pull-up. You don't have to string them together. There's not a skill in how you do it. Yes, a rhythm, and yes, we'll talk about its importance. But my point is, right out the gate, it's going to hurt. And you're willing to settle into it and stay there for a long time. 
be ready. Runners, this isn't really a running workout. So don't get all super pumped like, yeah, I'm going to kill everybody in the open. If you come out and you try to sprint in the run or try to excel in the run in too much of an aggressive fashion, you're going to fail. You're going to do bad. You need to run and use your running skill and capacity that you've developed as a buffer to hold a solid pace, but to not generate or create fatigue as to take away your focus and ability to do the burpee pull-ups. That is where time is going to be won and lost for the vast majority of people. Some of you will be able to speed walk the run and execute fast burpee pull-ups and you see how it will play out in your favor through the burpee pull-ups. But I must say this as well. If you suck at running and running costs you energy, it will cost you energy in this workout. But this running isn't just running, folks. This is a shuttle run. Stopping and starting. Yes, the expression of power at its finest capacity. The ability to stop momentum and accelerate again from a static position takes energy away from the legs. Someone who can beat you in a mile for time may not be able to beat you in 24 lengths of an out and back in a form of a shuttle run. It's because it's a different capacity. Be aware of this as you take the floor. Pace yourself so that breathing is of the utmost importance for your running. Breathe, breathe, breathe. Create a rhythm. Turn your hips. Make sure that your body and your leverage is actually turned before you get to the line. Meaning that as you break over the point of the line, you have to make three points of contact with the floor on the opposite side of the line. Your body and your hips and your should be flipped towards the direction you're going to go. If you touch, then you turn. Or if you're touching, as you turn, this is going to touch too slow, and you do the math. If every run that we do is comprised of 19 opportunities to change direction, and your change of direction leaves you 0.5 seconds to 0.3 seconds slower than mine every turn, I will gain precious seconds on you every single round. And those add up, especially if we're both knocking out burpee pull-ups at the same speed. So be aware that the run does matter. But again, until the latter portion of it, it's likely that you can create struggle and perhaps risk losing the opportunity to have a great score if you run too fast early. So be aware here. With the burpee pull-ups devices, make sure that you're upholding the standard by not touching the bar in the way that they show you in the photo. Full arm, fully arms extended, hands touching, you know, fingertips gender the rig, but be just under the rig folks i would put plates or i'm sorry not plates but i would put mats or different things that are going to minimize the distance between you and the bar as much as possible so that you have the opportunity to utilize both your legs and your upper body together the way that you want to uh throughout all the burpee pull-ups in the workout you want to be as close to the rig as possible so you have to jump as little as possible to get your chin eventually over the bar right now once we get that established and you're in the a winning position there you want to make sure that you understand that you should take time before the workout to put some marks on the ground so that your hands hit the same spot every time. Yes, a tape line will be beneficial to you, but I'm talking chalk marks with your palms so you know exactly where your hands need to go. Now, if you go back and you watch Roman and you watch Patrick do the workout or you watch Pat do the workout, Pat has a flared out elbow. He's doing this to minimize the fatigue in his shoulders and his triceps. You might want to consider this. 
if you can put the focus more on your chest with your elbows flared out, it may perhaps provide you a little bit more of stamina for the thrusters when it's time to do that at the end of the conditioning piece. So again, think ahead and understand that. When it comes to cycling reps, everybody's going to be different. Both athletes for the vast majority of the workout, I think maybe even out the gate, stepped up their burpees, but they did it in a very fast fashion. And you'll notice that even as they stepped up their burpees, not jumping their feet to their hands, they actually did it with a very high hip. So they weren't stepping and still being in a low lunge position. Their hips were already coming up as they were stepping their lunge foot up. So they still caught themselves at a pretty high hip. That's advantageous to this particular workout. You don't want to catch yourself in a squatty position, be squatty, and then have to jump up at the bar and do a pull-up. If you're not ready, go watch James Hobart demo some of those movements in his breakdown of this workout. And I would encourage you not to do it like he was demoing it. I'm not sure if he did it that way or if the bar was so far for him in the setup when he did the workout. But to make sure that we're optimizing your score, you want to stay more posterior dominant here. You want to save your quads for the thrusters. Remember that. So whether you choose to jump your feet to your hands or step your feet to your hands, we want to make sure that we're truly saving our quads and using our glutes and our hamstrings as much as we can. Um, Cadence is everything here, folks. You're going to need to take your eyes from the floor, look up at the pull-up bar, get your chin over the pull-up bar. Once your feet hit the ground, be stepping your feet back and putting your hands back down on the ground, getting your chest and thighs to the ground, popping back up. Like This is going to feel like you're trapped at this one particular movement scheme for most of the time, which is truth. You are going to win or lose time at therapy pull-up because of how challenging it will be mentally. Physically, you're going to be tired. Physically, you're going to be breathing hard, but mentally, you've got to continue to stay focused. You cannot let what you want to do impede with what you have to do to have success here. You've got to make sure that you're diligent, focusing on every rep at a time. If you do that and your judge is being a good counter and keeping you in the loop of where you're at and where you need to go, then your focus should simply be on execution of the reps and breathing. I'm saying this because you're going to want to on the ground. You're going to want to stop and put your hands on your knees. You're going to want to let your feet hit, then lunge down the one knee, wait a second, lunge down to the other knee, put your hands down, lay down on the ground, get up slowly. Folks, I got really terrible news for you. You're not going to fail a shuttle run, and you're not going to fail a pull-up. With that being said, the difference between you scoring high on this workout or meeting your own personal expectations is your mental fortitude and the choices that you make. This fitness is going to be filled with a lot of hard choices. And I don't say that to scare you, but I say that just so that you go in with the proper perception of what is about to take place and what should take place. And when I talk to some of you as my one-on-one clients or our true fitness followers uh, and competitor, like I'm going to tell you what messed up this game plan for you. And it was your, your mind because your fitness is there. And if you can set some realistic parameters or expectations for yourself, a simple goal is I should keep moving. Now, I do believe that people will beat the score that Roman put up, but I believe it's still going to be one of the best in the world. He executed at almost a flawless pace from what I saw, especially with a new movement like the burpee pull-up and how it's nothing that a lot of athletes have an opportunity to spend time doing. So it's not like the cycle rate will quite be optimized but for what it was worth. He was getting his hands off the ground or I'm sorry, off the rig and back onto the ground with his chest on the ground, smooth every single rep throughout 
of 15 minutes, and that is not easy to do. And keep in mind, folks, Roman and Pat are both well over 200 pounds. I think Pat's over 200 pounds right now, and Roman's every bit of 220. So be mindful there. This is going to be tough. You're going to have to make sure that you're you're doing what you can to save your triceps. Make sure every rep counts. You don't want to get the no rep in a long repetition like a burpee pull-up. And always be present with where your feet are, one rep at a time, just on your breath. Now, part B, this thruster thing is going to be really simple. You need to, before the workout, build up to something moderately heavy. Don't tax yourself, but feel, get your central nervous system primed for a heavy thruster. You know, think maybe 70% to 75% of what you plan to hit after the workout. Once you do that, you can go through the primer, which I have here listed. Um, check out the, the comments below if you're watching this, or if you're listening to it, you can go to our blog, ttrutruefitness.com, and there will be a blog post with a written description and a written primer warm-up and recovery there for you guys to follow. My, my advice is take the first minute after the workout and get your mind right. Like literally get your mind together. Then I want your first attempt at a thruster to be preloaded. So have the bar set already. People can help you with this. It's for, it's a, it's in the rule book. They're allowed. Um, so have people there to load the bar for you so you can rest and get your mind right. First of all, have your belt ready. Have your knee sleeves on. If you're wearing them, you should be running and doing burpee pull-ups in your knee sleeves. They should be low on around your ankle, your shins and not your knees. Cause that'll blow up your quads. Um, have wrist wraps available and ready. You could probably wear those if you want for burpee pull-ups. Just don't tighten them. Um, but if you like extra support in your wrist wraps, have them ready to rock. In the first minute, you rest. That's going to leave you four minutes to establish a heavy thruster. In those four minutes, you will likely be able to knock down four attempts. The reason I want you to do four attempts is because I want you to have one pre preparatory attempt that is just going to grease the groove. It doesn't need to be heavy. You don't want to build up undue fatigue in your shoulders and your triceps, but you need to move flawlessly. So let the first rep be 135, 165. And I'm talking for you guys that are going to end up thrustering something close to what Roman thrustered. He thrustered 295 and opened at 135, but he primed his central nervous system and his movement patterns. He did 135, then he jumped right to 225. Now, I think this is very advantageous for both men and women, starting with the base weight, hit it, feel good, okay? You're still recovering, but now you've already built confidence. You've checked up on your legs. You've checked up on your arms. That quarter extremity is firing well. You, you, you opened your hips by squeezing your glutes. You pressed out overhead. The point is build confidence in your future attempts. Then you take a substantial leap and you start to get closer to where you're going to finish. We're talking now 70 to 75%, that weight that you built up to, that should probably be about your second attempt. Now you're starting to really get a wake up of what you're capable of. Now you're probably down to about two minutes. With about two minutes left, you need to be taking an attempt that's a challenge. Boom. Hopefully you smoke it one more time. Or that third attempt. That's your last one, and that's the one that you're planning to rest for because your first attempt of working weight was hard enough, and you knew that. But in my mind, I want four attempts. One light, one moderate, one heavy challenging, and then one let's go. This is the score I want at the end. Be mindful. You've got five minutes. When the clock hits 15, you don't have to be finishing. I'm sorry. When the clock hits 20 minutes, you don't have to be finishing your thruster. You have to be. The bar has to be off the floor. So when I'm talking countdown and use the whole clock, countdown and use the whole thing and clock, folks, when it says, when it, when there's, everyone's like five seconds left, you should be setting up at the bar and starting to pull it off the floor. Okay. For your final attempt. And then you, and then you use the time as you need to be mindful. And here's a cue that I want to give you guys. Squeeze your quads, squeeze your butt, squeeze your belly as hard as you can. Every rep, 
If you do that all the way through the top and understand that your triceps are going to be the deciding factor, your triceps and the bar path are going to be the deciding factor for what you hit in your thruster. It's going to help you avoid the fact or, or avoid the temptation to rebound your knees. Um, there's going to be some discrepancy. Go back and watch Pat Mellon do his thrusters. He, his, his last attempt was a no rep. It just, it just was, it wasn't a good rep. And also uh, the the one before that was not a good rep. His his knee bent again, even though he stepped forward. It, it was a bent knee step forward. So with that being said, I think the, the judges are going to be hard. Your judges should be hard and very honest with you. You should want that. Uh, you don't want to have to get a video review and then be like, hey, this is the one. You know, sorry, it won't count. But I'm going to tell you with a part A and part B, this will likely be the video that is asked for by HQ because it's going to be a, a really broad a reflection of this three-week test unless there's another two-parter next week. So get your minds right, set up your camera the way it needs to, review the, the rules. I've got a warm-up. I've got a primer here for you below or at the blog. Uh, the, it's called a 23.2 plan to rise up. Uh, follow that, read through it. Hopefully it helps you guys. I'm really excited about this workout. I hope you are. I hope I didn't appear too much like Coach Conway's just trying to be hard on us or, or scare us for this workout because I'm not. But this workout's going to be the way that you think this workout's going to be. It's running and burpee pull-ups. It's not sexy. It looks very plain and simple on paper, which means it's going to be grueling and challenging to execute. But you guys are ready. I'm sure you're excited and chomping at the bit. Hopefully this one is a one and done for you and your eyes and your mind are forward on training to get ready for the big test for a lot of you, which is going to be quarterfinals. Folks, if you're scratching and clawing to make it to quarterfinals and you know you're on the cusp, this could be a great one that is repeatable. And I say that because of the simple fact that it is going to be low destruction. If you've been putting in time on your feet, if you've been doing a lot of double unders, bounding, jumping, and running in your preparation, which if you're a true fitness athlete, you have, um, you're, you're not going to get real sore from this. This is going to come down to conditioning and execution. Doing under max stressor is not going to tax even your central nervous system a ton. So the Repeatability is very high. Uh, we've also got a recovery piece that I've suggested for you, um, but a little flush throughout the weekend. Some hard training on Saturday would probably be okay. A little flush on Sunday or complete rest. You can give this thing another shot on Monday. That's what I would prescribe if you're in the running to repeat. And if you're not, let's bang 23.2 right the first time, A and B, maximize the scores, and let's keep climbing up these leaderboards Folks, best of luck to you guys, and thanks for tuning into this video. Um, we'll see you next week.